0: Welcome back to Open Chat with the Open Institute, the podcast that brings you inspiring conversations with change makers who are reshaping the world. In this season, we're taking a walk down memory lane in what we are calling our anniversary season, celebrating 10 years of innovation and growth at the Open Institute. In this episode, we'll be exploring the remarkable milestones, challenges, and fond memories that have shaped. The Open Institute's journey over the last ten years. Join us as we sit down once again with the visionary founders Al Kags and Jay Bala as they take us on a nostalgic trip through the organization's history. What was your first salary? I
1: think first salary was zero. Um, for a number of years. For several years. Yeah. Because we had a team and at the time that we started, at one point we knew that no money Um, it it was Mushiri and Simeon and Benjamin that's it and was there at the beginning
0: Uh, yeah
1: and crossed over yeah yeah. 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 Mushiri, Simeon and Benjamin and we we had to meet with them at one point because we really were broke and we said to them look um, some of you have children and everything just go and find jobs Um, I remember where I was I was at uh, have you come back to Canada by then?
0: Uh, Yeah,
1: Yeah. so I I met them at Java, I said guys, and it was late, it was like almost closing time Java, I said guys I'm sorry but we honestly don't have the money um, to continue uh, paying you so I think the best thing for you guys to do is to look for jobs, Um, Jay and I will start afresh, we'll try and figure out how to get back and if we get back and Mm -hmm. you you guys are still available then we can call you back. And they said, no. They said, we, you know, we believe in the mission that you have. We think that this thing is going to work. So don't give up now. Let's keep going. Um, So I said, but we won't have pay. Mm -hmm. And they said, no problem. So for the first six years, years, years. we had no salaries. Um, But for the first year or so, almost one year, um, the team started on zero salary. Then maybe in six, seven months in, they had... What a salary was it? Something yeah, it small. Was,
0: it was. Let's let's just say, if 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 they were if they were to go somewhere else, uh, what we would be paying them was like fifteen percent of what they would earn.
1: Yeah, but we owed them. Like we we yeah. knew that it was what a salary, and we owed the rest. So uh, it was. I mean, it it didn't make. It wasn't a business decision, which is something I pride myself about. Why it was that it wasn't a Personal business. Sacrifice. It, it was not a business decision. You see, when you. If it was a business decision, then what we would have to do is that we'd have to think about we don't have the money, so we'll scale down and then we'll do whatever it is. But when it's not a business decision, it's about human beings. Mm -hmm. And this is what OI has always been. So it's always about we'll make an irrational decision, which is that we will accumulate debt, which is what we did. We accumulated debt for a while um, because we said we will pay you. That three quarters, when we finally have it, and
0: I think we took we, we, that debt that we accumulated. We we took it on from our personal finances, yeah. personal savings, and and that in itself had um, personal repercussions as yes. well. So there was the, you're running this organization, you're trying to grow this organization, but in, in in at the back end of that as well, you're you're trying to manage all the personal. Uh, I mean, family still expects there. that money, and they're yeah. wondering
1: why is you money know. going away, and and and, and <coughs> at that time, I think we were paying. Uh, quarter salary, then we moved to paying a half a salary, then we eventually were able to pay full salaries. But then we still, even after we were paying full salaries, we still could not, um, we still couldn't get a salary ourselves because of the fact that we had that debt from the quarter salary and the half salary. So we then were paying that for, so it took six years to finally uh, be solvent enough uh, and finally get a salary. But it was tough because I I remember going to a Shylock with my car and saying, Take my car and and give us give us uh, this money so that we can make the salary. Um, and I think that's also the the reason why it is our ethos that we don't give two year contracts like other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's no way that you can have a full commitment and 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 loyalty and love and all these things mm-hmm. for for the mission if then the thing that we do is we give people a two year contract. Um, that is based on whether the donors or not yep. um, come in, um, which ties into even how we think about donor money. We think about donor money in the sense of we have something to do; it's the right thing to do. Um, if we get the money, great. If we don't, we will still do it. Um, and the kind of team that we have been able to nurture over time is the kind of team that we know, even if we didn't have donor money at least for a while, um, these guys will still come with us. Mm-hmm. And they'll still, you know, so. I think we have a you know a really good team in that respect and
0: Uh, i think and i think also it's it's also a testament to the fact that a lot of people who would have been in our situation would have given up a long time ago yeah i mean the the passion for the mission of what we wanted to do it was never never started obviously you know you want to you want to you have to earn a living from what you're doing but we were so passionate about what we wanted to do that we had this you know what it even at times when it when it was hard and it was lonely and it was like okay nobody's gonna support us um we just never had that never give up attitude. it was always we used to go to this cold place but then you know come yeah. back and say no it's gonna work out and when you look back it's amazing how we've come sort of full circle to be in the position that we are but even in the position that we are right now, we still have those sort of niggling nightmares, and that keeps My, us yes. up.
1: Keeps us up in the in in the middle
0: of the night, and like, we might. And not we never make... want to go back to that stage yeah. and that makes us push even even harder.
1: Somebody said to me the other day that the reason people work hard is because of the fact that they've been they've been hungry before, and they never want to be hungry again. So we've been in a position where we couldn't pay salary, so we we would never want to be in that place again. But you know, the interesting thing is that the kind of team that we have had over the years has been the kind of team that in 2015, for example, we the SDGs was being promulgated. We had Benjamin, we had Kevin, we had Dorsey, um, not sure if Proline was there then.
0: I think Proline was there from start. Yeah, Even the start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then um, what happened was that we learned that the uh, The SDGs were about to be released, and we asked them, so how, if these are the targets, and there's 185 targets, then how are they going to be tracked? And so we just went and started building something, and it would take us hours, because that time we would leave the office at 3 a.m. and come back at 9 a.m. and continue, build this until it was there. And we had a a timeline, because we discovered, we learned about the SDGs a bit late. Well, the targets, we learned about them a bit late. So what we did is that we went on Overdrive and built the SDG tracker in, I think, a couple of weeks. But our goal was to make sure that on the September day at the UN General Assembly that they were releasing the SDGs, we would make sure that we release um, the tracker. Um, and so the tracker turned out to be the first one um, uh, f- for the SDGs. And that thing about being first mm-hmm. is is one of those efforts that we personally I, I pride myself a lot in the fact that we've got the kind of team that will push themselves extra hard just to make sure that we we get that thing because once we got that it opened a whole bunch of new doors a whole bunch of new partners a whole bunch of new types of programming and stuff like that um, and it evolved us a little bit in terms of even the, the kind of things that we were able to achieve in that time.
0: Tell us about any fond moments that you too remember. I think, um, I don't know if that was a fond moment. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know, for many reasons, I don't know if that was a, a fond moment. Mom. I think, um, I think a, a fond moment that, that, uh, that I remember is um, the, the, the trips that we used to make to places like Moldova. Um, because you know, we, we were like rock stars. That, yes. you know, that these guys are coming from Kenya. You used to like sort of get surrounded. And, yes. But the, the mere fact that, uh, and for us, it, it wasn't like like at least for me personally, it wasn't like I was uh, I was such a well-traveled. You know, it's not like a, a tra- it was until we started doing this that all of a sudden it was like yeah, okay, you're going to Moldova, you're going to Poland, you're going to Washington, mm. you're going to, and all of a sudden there were these trips that were happening. So I think the fond memories were. I remember. The, the first, or it was the second open data conference that happened in Poland, and it was freezing cold. Yeah. And I remember going with Al, and, and you know, those are the kind of fond memories because you're, you're there in this kind of, like, dungeon type. Um, it was a warehouse. like a warehouse, and freezing cold with just a heater, and, and you know,
1: uh, I I'll be awake. there,
0: I'll be there, we we'll would be there watching these talks, and Al would be there covered in a blanket, and just,
1: <laughs> there, like, freezing <laughs> cold.
0: So,
1: so I, I mean, couldn't even stay awake because
0: it's yeah. so cold. So, I, and I was busy there taking photographs of Al to, to, <laughs> to share. But I think those, those for me have been the fond memories where we were able to travel together. We were able to, you know, sort of preach this message, and um, yeah, I think that that
1: for me was 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 a big one. I I think for me, it's that I have so many fond memories. I have fond memories of us cooking in the office because we used to cook in the office. I've I've fond memories of one time um, in the very very hard days um, we had no money even for food in the, in the office. So Kevin, who was an intern at the mm-hmm. time, um, said he said that he's going to buy lunch. So he went to the yeah, Kibanda, bought some uh, sukumawiki (kales in English), I think, and he made us ugali that day. Um, and that for me was a very moving. Moment, because this was now the intern who had bought into the thing so mm-hmm. much that he was able to, you know, to do that. And then the celebrations and the celebrations around us achieving things. The celebration that we had when f- we went to Lanet, we did this project. Um, the, ci- the citizens used data to demand a hospital, and finally there was a hospital. And the celebration around that hospital was a big deal for us. The fact that was proof that this thing worked, yep. that citizens can de- can use data to demand for something and it finally works before that it was all theory, mm-hmm. right so that was a moment when um, the launch of LGO Maracoids um, data desk is another big one for me um, even seeing somebody like Philip just yep. to sell um, and Philip is this person who just, uh, he worked at the World Bank and he worked with us and he was so pedantic about data and how we structure it and so on and so forth and he kept pushing us and pushing us make it better make it better and to make sure that now there's a data desk um in your market and it was working and it was showing mm-hmm. data and it was robust it was that was a big yeah. deal I think, um, I think i mean like there are very
0: many memories but i think uh, two two other memories that stand out for me is uh, one where there was the first devolution conference where, that we were supporting in some capacity. Yeah. But yet the team was not being allowed into the hotel. And oh the yeah, yeah was, it's the only. Because the, 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 the security <laughs> would look at us and say, well, this doesn't look like the caliber of people <laughs> that should be. We were in all in t-shirts.
1: Um, we were all in t-shirts and I think we had one car. No, we came in tuk actually. Yeah. We, we had no car, we came in tuk tuks and these guys looked at us, and they decided, no, yeah. this is a high end. Yeah, and yet we um, were part of organizing. <laughs> we were not only organizing, but we were <laughs> one of the funders of this. Thing. <laughs> but we were told, no, no, you, uh, you can't come in. And that was with the
0: little money that 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 we had. That we had,
1: yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. And we had bags with us in the trutus that we had brought for the. Con- so we eventually had to now show him, this is bags. So they said, oh, so you're suppliers. we were like, no. <laughs> but we came in as suppliers, and then eventually, when we got in, they, they let us in. The
0: other. Yeah. I think for me the other fond fond memories that I have that they are fond memories but they're also they're also sad is is you know, meeting with people like Chief Kanjuki yeah know, uh, and then people within our own team, So you know people like Jonah yeah you know uh, for me I'd, I wish I had had the opportunity to spend more time yeah with, with somebody like Jonah but just the small amount of, of time we got to spend you know with them and and working with them and interacting with them. Yeah. You know, made a huge difference in, in our lives, the organization's lives, because without people like Chief we wouldn't have done some of the things that we did that set... The he was such of, a visionary. Yeah, that set the, the foundation, right, for, yeah. for where we were going for doing that community work. Because in essence, the sub-national work started with Chief Karaoke yes. and, and the projects we didn't... And going all the way down to the, the community. The, yeah. the, the working with the invisibles um, started with... With working Jonah. with Jonah, right? And, 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 and those are fond memories. You, you know, you just
1: yes. reminded me something about Jonah. So we are going to Lamo um, on this, I want to say, scoping mission. We were trying to figure out what the invisibles are and we are trying to figure out what that looks like. And we are in the plane. And, oh, yes. <laughs> um, and Jonah is sitting next to Proline and uh, the plane has turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jonah is this massive human yes, being he... And Proline is this small little human being. But Jonah grabbed yeah. onto Proline, <laughs> <his entire laughs> all the turbulence. And then when we got to Lamo, you know, yeah. you land in Manda Island and you have to get on a boat so yeah. that you can go to If you're traveling anywhere, you have to travel on a, on a boat. Yeah. What was interesting was that this boat driver that we had had the greatest amount of fun with Jonah because of the fact that he would just go really fast and hit those <laughs> waves <laughs> just so that Jonah would go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, It was wonderful. I mean, we've had wonderful times at all.